Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. You're commuting home with Katz and Cosby. Now, here's John Katz and Matidis and Rita Cosby on 77 WABC. Former Governor David Patterson. Uh, Governor Patterson, uh, it's outrageous. What the heck is going on? What, do you, what are your thoughts? Well, it's uh, a momentous day, obviously. What I would say when the uh, district attorney had his press conference is I'm surprised at the volume of evidence they have. Now, uh, quantity does not uh, add up to a conviction. In other words, it has to be quality. Wait, wait, wait. What do you mean by volume? We're all shaking our heads. Where's the volume? Where's the content? It's like repetitive, it seems, Governor. But they seem to have a number of different people who have um, uh, information about what happened and a number of different people who apparently were involved. And uh, it, it, it would give them a fighting chance. I, I don't know if I would have brought this action, but I think they have a fighting chance. Where I sort of well, the DA no has chance. a fighting chance, or Trump has a fighting chance. I, I think the DA has a fighting chance. I, I, I think um, it would. It, I think this is going to be a very hard case to convict. Yes. But, but I yeah. can see the direction that he's going in. See, I saw so no why surprises. Let, let, let's hear the lawyering part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, give us the. You're a lawyer. Now, Craig is a lawyer. The judge is a lawyer. Give us the lawyer, lawyering part of what direction do you think uh, the judge is going to? After all, you appointed him. Well, I don't think the judge is going to have a, an effect on the case. This is Trump saying that, you know, the judge hates him, that Trump is out to get him. But yeah. you, you put all that stuff to the side. Uh, and and uh, yes, he was the the uh, judge on another case involving the Trump organization, but the jury convicted them, not the judge. That's the first thing we got to get. I mean, some people say we've lost the rule of law. If we start thinking that the judges are dictating the cases, we really have lost the rule of law. But in this particular case, where I just don't quite understand them, is they're talking about, uh, they were, he was able to establish in the press conference to me that people have been convicted for violating federal law by a state district attorney. I wasn't always sure about that. So he was able to do that. But what he didn't, where I didn't get it, is that if it's a violation of a federal statute, but the federal statute is right now not being enforced, then how can it then be a, a violation? All right, Governor, that. we got a lot of uh, attorneys shaking their heads. Go ahead, Judge Weinberg. Governor. The problem is in the most comparable case under federal law, the Edwards case, where it was a mis the allegation was a misuse of campaign funds. They found him a hung jury and not guilty. All right. Here it was personal funds. And remember, this was merely bookkeeping entries. You look at all 34 counts of this indictment. They're bookkeeping entries. Where is the injury? Where's the intent to, to mislead governmental agencies? Go ahead, Gov. Well, the campaign funds is strange because they didn't use campaign funds and to say that it protected him uh in in a campaign and in other words that statute 
uh, in New York. But that's that, a whole basis. Uh, yeah. 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 Protected it from his wife, at least. Yeah, that's right. The most, you know, whether you're afraid of your wife or you're afraid of diminishing your brand, it had nothing to do with the federal election. Go ahead, okay. Tony Carbonetti. Here's the thing. If we're going to take federal laws that are being violated and have the county district attorney go after them, there's 1,500 cannabis stores in violation of the federal law selling marijuana right now, and he's doing nothing about that. What about enforcing oh, right. the what about enforcing the borders? Anybody enforcing the border? Oh, no, right you know here of? in Manhattan, fifteen hundred. But you, you, you wait, know wait, what, guys? Let, let's get back to this case. Now you are on the border and you're on the edge of the planet. <laughs> I agree with you, Governor. Let's get back to this and, and case, the next which is flat. But, but I have one question, Governor. I have one question for you, Governor. The the these are clearly we read we read the the pleading and there's and you say there's lots and lots of evidence. I venture to guess that there's thirty four documents that there's one document for each of these uh, counts that they came back. But but clearly from looking at it, this is a misdemeanor. In order to raise it to a felony, it, it, there would be other developments they would have to have proven, which they have not. You'd have to show that it was in furtherance of or to conceal another criminal offense. And none of clearly, that is a, and Clearly the, none of that, that ever is evidence. Craig evidence is absolutely that. right, that actually, David. It's not there that, in this indictment, not in any of the 34 counts. Go ahead, Gov. Go ahead, Gov. That would be, that would be the grounds, I think, for dismissal. Exactly, exactly. Because how they got from the e-felony for one year to, uh, I'm sorry. No, no, the misdemeanor, the, David. Misdemeanor the misdemeanor up to the felony. would be one yeah. year up to an e-felony, which would be four years, is kind of a leap of faith because it's basically the same thing. This is where I think that the defense has a real opportunity to win. All right. Well, listen, Gov, do us a favor. Can you stay with us? We have uh, Congresswoman Nicole Maliotakis uh, joining us now. Will you join us? Will you stay with us, Gov? Sure. All right, great. Sure. Let's bring in the great Congresswoman Nicole Maliotakis, Republican. Um, first of all, your reaction. Uh, we've got a whole bunch of attorneys here in the studio. Every single one of them is going, what case? Your thoughts, Congresswoman. Well, I think it was a, a bare bones indictment. I think it's a very flimsy case. I think that uh, certainly, if this was Donald Trump, uh, the developer in New York, he would this would never be happening, of course, because he is, uh, you know, a political opponent and that he's running again for reelection. He's being targeted. Uh, I think it's worse than what you would call selective prosecution. It's actually exclusive prosecution. This is going after this guy because of who he is. Uh, and I think that Bragg, sadly, is creating a, a constitutional crisis here. I mean, look, we're very concerned about the future of this country. If we're going to have uh, any prosecutor decide that they can go after a political opponent. Uh, this is a this is a situation where the Department of Justice, the Federal Election Commission, uh, his, uh, Bragg's predecessor, Cy Vance, all declined to prosecute. OK, and now you have a highly partisan rogue district attorney who refuses to do his actual job, by the way, which is to keep New Yorkers safe from soaring crime. Uh, going after a, a political opponent. I think it's a very sad day for New York and for our country. You know, all I got to say, uh, Congresswoman Hunter Biden should be shaking in his boots right now. If this is the standard to go after anybody associated with the president, let alone the his first time in American history. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so then he'll be fine, right? How sad is that? Go ahead, Craig Eaton. Nicole, you know, what's interesting here is that they've really opened the door because now they've gone after a former president. They've 
prosecuted the former president. What's going to happen when President Biden is out of office? I mean, they've opened the floodgates. They've kind of they've kind of crossed the line here. Kind of. And they actually opened the door for prosecution of Biden. Big time. That that means that means if if the Republicans never get it, they get away with murder. Yeah. Congresswoman, go ahead. It's great to see uh, hear from you, Craig. Uh, you're, you're a very well-respected attorney. I'm glad you're weighing in on uh, this particular case here. Uh, what I will also add is, but look at the laundry list of what the Democrats have done. They are the ones. They accuse Republicans, but they are the ones that have tried to undermine our democracy, have tried to interfere with our elections. And I'll give you the laundry list just since I've been there. Packing the Supreme Court. They've attempted to do that. They had a bill uh, trying to do it, radically change our election laws. That was their H.R. 1, their number one priority, the first bill when I got to Congress. They tried to end, end the Senate filibuster. They tried to let non-citizens vote here in New York City. They tried to gerrymander districts like mine to tilt the scale to give them an advantage. This is uh, very uh, you know, unsavory uh, actions that we're seeing happening over and over. And it's about power. It's about control. I think it's it's very sad. Um, and, and, and you all know, I mean, because you all live in New York City, you know that there are career criminals out there. In fact, there was another one in the Post today, 90, 90, former, 90 arrests, and he's back on the street thanks to... Until you, know, you get to 100, you're nothing here. Yeah, isn't that sad? What a sad... You know, by the way, Governor Patterson is still with us. Governor, what do you make of the fact, here is Alvin Bragg who has allowed so many felonies to be reduced to misdemeanors. And yet when it's Donald Trump, look at these charges. Go ahead, Governor. Well, in this particular case, uh, Bragg, I think, when he first got the case, didn't think that they had one. And then that's when the uh, people in his office rebelled and they resigned and they wrote all these uh, nasty letters. I don't think that was the impetus for him to come back to this case. He probably thinks uh, when, when he goes home that that there is sufficient evidence to to convict here. But I think there are problems in, in actually building the conviction from from the standpoint of what the charges are. And in that regard, I don't see how I just don't see how 12 people could come to the same point of view about this case based on what they presented. Well, then he shouldn't bring that's it. Why I, that's you know? why I thought that even if the case is in Manhattan, you wouldn't get 12 people. Because if, if you put 12 people together, there will be at least four or five people who can think around. We've got a minute left before the break. Uh, let's sum it up. Well, there's a no well, alleged fact this indictment. What crime elevates this to a felony? That's, I think that was one of the biggest That's exactly parts. right. No, nothing, nothing. There's nothing in any of 34 nothing. counts, Nicole, that would raise this to a felony. Governor? Right, right for dismissal. Yep, Gov. Yeah, I, I didn't know how it got raised to a felony, and that might be the, the what ends the case. That might be how the case gets thrown out. Well, justice needs to be fair for all both thank of you. you. Thank, thank you. Thank you all. Thank you, Nicole. Thank you, uh, uh, Governor.